They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that doesn't have any satellites currently in orbit. We keep our robots on the ground where they can do the most damage. This is Hysteria 51. I like where your head is at. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. I'm your host, Brent Hand, and John is still out this week, but that's okay because I have Seabot with me here. He's going to help me run things. Pass. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with Seabot, I made him to help edit and produce a show, but all he produces is lazy-ass comebacks like that last one. Leave me alone. I need to go stir the bathtub. I got a new batch of bot juice brewing. Bot. 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 Yeah. I kind of figured you'd flake out like this. So I have someone actually on standby. A blast from the past that we haven't actually talked to for a while. Coming in via satellite through Skype. Isn't that appropriate for this week's episode? Tack Van Sickle is back on the show. Tack. Welcome back to the show. It's been a long time, actually, since we've had you on, and you've got some exciting news for us. You're working on something new. Tell us about it. Yeah, I just started a new podcast, just uh, just me uh, this time. I wanted something, since I moved away from the other guys with Living Podcariously and the Twisted Ten and all that, I had to move up north to Virginia, and I just can't sit up here idle. You know, I can't just not do something. So I decided to start a podcast, just me, uh, me and a guest, and... It's called a very Brady podcast. So it's about horror movies, is is what it's I'm about, thinking. Yeah, it's right. about, it's about, <laughs> <laughs> so it is in celebration of uh, the Brady Bunch. So, so basically, it's just uh, me and a guest. We watch an episode before we do the podcast, and then we just break it down and uh, just kind of hack it up and make fun of it or say something's cool or not cool or whatever. It's a good I'm time. excited to say I'm a future guest on that show. Now, <laughs> yes here's the important question are you also going to do the brady movies from the 90s i i <laughs> i thought because there, there was also the tv like movies that you know a very brady yeah. wedding a very Brady. Yep. you know because i am going to eventually run out of episodes and so yeah. then i thought about yeah i'll move into like the tv movies and then maybe even the movies movies that came out in the 90s that might right. be fun too there's a couple podcasts that do um kevin smith movies minute by minute Literally, one of them is one minute of the show, and they break it down. I'm like, holy crap. (laughs) And now, granted, they're not hour long. Uh, You could tell by his breathing pattern that uh, Jeremy London in this scene was very... No, it's not like that, you know, but um, (laughs) uh, yeah, so you could go super crazy if you really wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, I got a a serious question, though. You moved out of Florida. Yeah. Uh, Is it because you were the actual Florida man, and they ran you out? That's the burning <laughs> question. Yeah, they, they were on to me too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were on to me. I saw too many like uh, you know news stories about me, and I was like, I gotta go. I'm gonna become <laughs> the Virginia man. So <laughs> that actually sounds <laughs> like the name of a horror movie. Speaking of horror movies, the Virginia <laughs> man. Yeah, it does. <laughs> or you can be Virginia Slim and just smoke all the time. Remember those long ass like <laughs> the super long old yeah. lady cigarettes? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, interesting, interestingly enough, we're, you know, we're doing the Black Knight satellite this week, and you picked this topic. Uh, you picked this. I we did. actually picked it a few months ago, and we're just now getting to sit down and do it. What drew you to this? Now, if, if no spoilers here, you've worked in the space industry previously, and I want right. to know, was that why, or, or what's the what was it that <laughs> made you go, I want to talk Black Knight satellite? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty much like I've I've worked in the space industry, and I'm I love space exploration and all that. And the Black Knight satellite just kind of sticks out to me, and I'm ready to um, break it down. Which is weird because you worked in the space industry, and you're an adamant, adamant flat earther. So it's, <laughs> a, it's a weird situation. I know. I just watch. Elon Musk just shoot him up to the dome, and then they just bounce right back. So when we say that he worked in the in the space industry, he was a firmament polisher. He was the guy that polished up the firmament, <laughs> yeah. so you know the, they could bounce the lights right off of it. <laughs> You'd think with somebody like SpaceX, they have a lot of money. No, we yeah, actually yeah. used uh, generic Windex. It wasn't even yeah. like full blown Windex, <laughs> and they cut it with water so it'd go further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this week, like I said, we are talking the Black Knight satellite, and there's lots of pieces to this that we're going to break down. Radio signals from space, Nikola Tesla, astronauts, reptilians, the USSR, Jacques Vallée, the Illuminati. This story has it all. Would it be too weird if I said I had a small chub? Yahtzee. <laughs> it would be weird if you didn't after that. Okay, good, uh, good. Just a line of, of, man, that's everything. You know, if I threw in the Nazis, I think we just have to call it a show. <laughs> just stop right there. <laughs> Which I'm sure that, you know, if I would have dug a little bit deeper, I could have pinned it on them, too. Um, so let's start. I guess I guess Tacker Good Place would be the legend. And I went to none other than Astronotes. It's a website out there. It's actually a blog, and uh, it's pretty good. And I got this is where I'm going to take the legend from, because the, they had it written up as a nice little paragraph. Okay. And it reads... Legend has it that in orbit around the Earth is a mysterious dark object which dates back perhaps 13,000 years. Its origin and purpose are inscrutable, dubbed the Black Knight Satellite. This elusive satellite has allegedly been beaming signals towards the Earth and inspected by NASA astronauts, yet only a few on Earth officially know of its existence. The origin of this ominous name is part of the enigma. It is impossible to discover who first called it this or indeed why. Humans have only in the last 60 years had the technology to launch a man-made object into space. So what is the logical explanation of the tales of an alien intruder on our doorstep? Question mark. Dun, dun, dun. Ominous. Oh, thank you. Slow on the uptake there. But yeah, the Black Knight satellite. And when you brought this up, it's one that um, you you had said you want to do it. And since we talked about it, so many people have written us and said, "Please do the Black Knight satellite." And it, it is an interesting. It's an interesting topic. It's mm-hmm. got a great name. Number one. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder where the name came from, and I guess we don't know, do we? Literally, it's one of those things where it just kind of popped up. And spoiler alert: um, you know, if you if you guys know something that I don't know, let us know. But uh, most people just said that it, it just started being called that one day, and they don't really know where that came from. But hmm. just breaking it down a little bit, so the Black Knight satellite, the stories say it's a retrograde orbiting satellite, uh, like we said, that's been up there for, they say, 
13,000 years. And we're going to tell you a little bit in the future here of why they say it's been for 13,000 years. Yeah. And retrograde, when the, you always hear that with like the, this and that is in retrograde when they're talking about astrology. It just means that it moves in the opposite direction that the Earth spins. So Earth spin in one way, and they say the Black Knight satellite is spinning the other way. Now, spinning tack is something interesting because it also stops. One of the places that they've said they've gotten pictures of it was floating above Florida in geosynchronous <laughs> orbit for a while before it just hmm. shot off. That's, that's literally one of the places that it was investigating. Probably getting tips. And tricks <laughs> yes, <laughs> from the current sure. Florida man. If it's in retrograde, though, like it would have to be still being powered because nothing can go for 13,000 years in retrograde. No, absolutely. Like, so you can you, geosynchronous is easy. You put it up there, you get it there every once in a while. They, they do a boost, this and that and the other, and some of them stick. And there's another situation where they say it's actually not there. We'll get into that, too. It's not in retrograde. That's just a, a mistake. <laughs> But uh, that one would actually make a little more sense. I'll, I'll tell you about that one in a bit. But it's funny you say that. We have thousands of satellites in orbit. They, the current count is over 100,000 satellites. The first one coming from hmm. the Soviet Union back in 1957, good old Sputnik. Yep. There is 100,000 of those. There's also a lot of space debris. Every time they shoot up in a, well, when they would go on these shuttle missions and stuff, things would get lost or they would jettison things. They'd say, oh, I dropped my hammer, or a this came loose, that came loose. That stuff goes into orbit. Now, not only does that stuff go into orbit, that stuff that is moving at thousands of miles an hour <laughs> when mm-hmm. it's going around things, which makes space travel getting away from the Earth kind of Dangerous. tedious. <laughs> you know, when you guys were launching stuff, you had to take all that crap into, into uh, consideration. Yeah, it's like uh, basically working like on a shooting range. I said there's thousands out there. We get directions from them. We get entertainment from them. We get the TV shows and things like that. Uh, we get our, our signals from for cell phones are beamed around from them. Spy picks come from them. That's one of the big things is they use them for, for spying on stuff. The list goes on. It, it's crazy the amount of use that we get out of the satellites we have. You think of satellites as they're just up there and they're not to be seen, but you can actually see them sometimes passing overhead. Oh, for sure. I've actually, I've seen one before. I've looked up and, because a lot of times when I used to work out at the Space Center, it's like out there in the woods. So there's like no like ambient light, you know, any kind of light pollution. So you look up. Yeah. And you can, I saw one one time just shooting across. I was like, it was so awesome because it goes so fast. Now they say the largest satellite in space is actually the International Space Station because it's mm-hmm. in, it's in uh, low Earth orbit. It's still in our atmosphere. And there are times I've seen, I've never seen it myself, but there are videos you can see it with the naked eye sometimes, mm-hmm. um, up in the sky. And that is crazy. And it's, it's big. It's massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. And one day, hopefully it doesn't crash down on us and, and kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they say uh, it will. <laughs> you, so you, you, you work there though, like you're saying. So you, you, were you ever involved when you worked there? Were they launching satellites? Cause I know that, um, Elon Musk now is doing all those satellites that are dealing with cell phones and 5G, right? Yeah, um, I haven't because I got laid off. Okay, I I said it. I got laid off by SpaceX. Jesus, um, now thanks for bringing everything down, Brent. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry no. about that. So lately, I've been kind of bitter. To, you know, I haven't been paying close attention, but I know it was coming up. And um, they have like the Dear Moon project, which is coming up. They have the um, what's that other one? The big silver 
one that they're building. I can't even think. Oh, I used to the, know all the, the, the their own shuttle thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one that you're one's coming about? up? Yeah, the only um, missions the whole time I've been there has been like all satellite missions for other companies and right. Like, and uh, we had that one that was supposed to go up to help with Facebook, and then that's the one that we actually lost on the pad during the static fire. And so, you know, it's kind of unfortunate. Funny, I said they're, they're launching all these new ones up for, or going to be for 5G. That's probably going to have to be another coming up episode, because that's the, the current boogeyman that people are really jumping onto is 5G. Oh, yeah, and the Starlink, too. Elon's Starlink as well. Well, yeah, and, a, you know, everything's going to kill us and everything's evil, which is probably true. So <laughs> that's just the world we live in right now. But, you know, going back to the Black Knight satellite, that, that backstory is so ominous. Let's try to unpack it if we can. Uh, the first thing they were talking about with it was radio signals. They surround us all the time. You know, radio has been around since Marconi invented it in the 1890s, and it's it's everywhere. But here's the thing. What if some of them don't come from us? but from elsewhere, and that's where we're going to go with this story now. Inner one guy you've probably heard of, Tech, Nikola Boom Boom Tesla, I think is his official name. Is that uh, his that middle was, name? I didn't know that. that. Was, was Boom like, Boom. That was on his oh. on his birth certificate. Yeah, I'm <laughs> okay. sure you've heard of it. You know what? He's just a, a, a name among names. When you say Tesla outside of you know the cars and Elon Musk, it yeah. stirs like, what do you think of when you think of Nikola Tesla? Uh, the Tesla coil? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and uh, like free energy. Yep, absolutely. Like, just it's so funny. People, you say, and even people that don't know about him, like, oh, that guy was crazy. Literally, it, <laughs> it 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 brings up these visions of mad scientist in my mind, or that's where it goes. Well, I'm pretty yeah. sure he was like on the spectrum. I think I don't know if anybody's officially said that, but just like oh, reading yeah. about him and hearing about him, oh, man, he so. didn't like women. He was married to a yeah. pigeon. Literally, <laughs> he, he, he loved animals more than people. Like that is absolutely spectrum stuff. Super smart, awkward, mm-hmm. um, you know, absolutely. But this Serbian bad boy—that's what he liked to go by with his friends. So he was an electrical <laughs> engineer, and he produced works which explored the idea of radio and wireless transmissions. We've actually talked on the show before. Back in the day, way back then, he actually made a radio-controlled boat. And it was one yeah. of those things that the military was looking at, like, hmm, how could we weaponize this way back then? But yeah. in 1899, he reportedly intercepted a signal that was unlike any of the natural sources from Earth, such as electrical storms or anything like that, that had already been investigated in his experiments. So he used the scientific method to figure out where they came from. The end. Now, well, guess again, instead he announced that these regular signals, regular as in they were regular coming in, must be coming from intelligence outside of Earth, and he just hypothesized they're coming from Mars. That makes more sense. Right? I mean, that's the <laughs> right. logical jump, right? That's where you go to? Tech, I, I think that's that's, that's that's where my brain goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the closest neighbor, Mars. That makes sense. Checks yeah, out. Yeah. But it's it's what's weird. He actually wrote about it in in some some papers and just nonchalantly said, "Yeah, I intercepted these things. They're coming from Mars." He he never claimed to have heard signals from a satellite orbiting Earth, though. That's that's not what he said. But peeps, now they claim he was actually listening to a transmission from the the well, guess what, Black Knight satellite. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they just thought that that's probably what it was. 
bingo, they tied it together. It's one of those things where, like, how can we get <laughs> Tesla in this one? Hmm. <laughs> and they did that. He found Figured it that all. Yeah, he found it all those years ago. He just didn't didn't realize it. Mars, what an idiot. I wiped them out way before that. What? Nothing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, I actually want to hear that again. Like, can I hear more yeah, about that? Yeah, See, no, we don't let him talk because then it uh, <laughs> it just downgrades the show. That or we oh, get a lot okay. of letters. My fans know the truth. <laughs> no one encourage him. I get it. Yeah. So you would think, though, in your mind, this guy's super smart. He did all these things. If he's intercepting transmissions from another world, he'd probably <laughs> check into that shit. He'd probably try to figure it out. Wrong. You'd be wrong if you thought that. Tesla never tried to repeat his observations. He said that he had other matters that took priority over it. Jesus. What the hell was this guy working on? <laughs> He's like, I'm getting Mars shit. I ain't got time to talk to them. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense either. Yeah, right? Pretty flippant response to such a significant claim not if you knew the shit he was up to solid chance of that being true though <laughs> this guy was yeah and then when he mm. dies as we know they they uh they confiscated his, right. his notes and books or or there's so much up in the air with him but i don't know so we yeah, got apparently the his. american government got a hold of his notes and then there was like a pissing match between like i don't know fbi and cia and who gets the notes and yeah, well, and, and the, nobody knows where they are now. His family, are, well, I'm sure someone does, but well, yeah, above, someone that's knows. above our pay grade. <laughs> Somebody is looking at them and giggling and like, <laughs> you know, like what is it, uh, Mr. Burns from like The Simpsons? Just <laughs> that, or it's like I, I, someone who looks like Destro from You Fools. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Uh, some, for some reason, I'm 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 clapping my fingers together like you can see. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta act it out but you know yeah. people getting signals from it and even spotting it it, it didn't stop there tag let's go to break real quick but when we come back we're going to continue the timeline of the black knight satellite and it actually gets weirder from here that's coming up yes. next on hysteria 51 <laughs> Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users... David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation 
which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally though, this is something that we use and we have, both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long-term and uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't, yeah. we don't do long-term, um, stuff like this. And this is, this is the one that we've chosen and we love it. So all you guys got to do, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times. And it's always now, right now, get now. started for Larry limited time. His Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50% visit Rosetta Stone. Dot com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. <laughs> satellites they're all above <laughs> us we don't even think about it. i think we take them for granted you know you don't even think of how much we depend on things like that man if there was like a massive they always talk about if there was a massive um solar flare that would take them out you the the chaos on earth would be astronomical i think don't you i mean <laughs> shit well, yeah like crazy. uh didn't Einstein say something about how do we use rocks on the other side or something along those lines? Yeah, we're going to go back to our caveman days. Right. That was the end of, what was it, Escape from New York or Escape from L.A.? I forget where he, he, <laughs> I'm not he sure. detonates that EMP that kills all technology on Earth. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Then he finds a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and then all the Amish will be empowered. Yeah. We already know how to live like <laughs> can, this. <laughs> can we have some of your cheese, please? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't. How do you make that butter again? Like, yeah. <laughs> can yeah. you teach us? And they'll yeah. just go. Huh. Called yeah. it fools. Yeah, they'll <laughs> the Amish is in power. That is a. Oh, that now is a, you want to come to us? <laughs> that is a a statement that I wasn't ready to hear. <laughs> now the Amish is in power. <laughs> All right, so we got some more signals. Uh, way back in the 1920s, signals were again detected by amateur radio operators. When we say amateur, we're talking ham radio like we talked about on this show, actually. And we, we did an episode on number stations. People still now, you know, you'll see ham radio license plates and stuff. Do you Have you ever messed with ham radio or do you know anyone that does? Uh, yeah, I know this. <clears throat> when I was at uh, SpaceX, I had this old guy that used to work security with me and and he was obsessed with that kind of stuff. He was always messing with his ham radio. And he was also an old retired dispatcher, too. So he always, like, listened to police signals all the time, too. Yeah. And he, that was just, like, his thing. And he was a radio. He owned a radio station. So that was, like, his whole world. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, radio it's signals. It's so funny. Older people, like, so my grandfather did ham radio. My parents did yeah. not. But my parents had a, like, a scanner, like a Bearcat, I think is the, the brand. And it's funny, I have it, and I was looking up recently how to to program, and you can't program it anymore because now they use like half step signals, you know, like point whatever, which yeah. this one won't do. It was from Radio Shack, and they had commercials, and you used to be able to take it in, and they would program it for you, and that was like a thing, like it was so common, you just brought it in, and they're like, yeah, what would you like on there? Oh, the this police station, that police station. Now you take it in there, and they're like, "That's not a battery. I don't know what to talk." Well, you go find one now. But you know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. But th these people were intercepting more signals, and what stuck out with these signals is their timing was weird. A signal would be received, then a second repeating signal received a few seconds later. On and on and on. And these long delay echoes—they call them LDEs—were difficult to explain in terms of like radio waves bouncing off atmospheric layers. It, it didn't make sense of how they were doing it. That's the 1920s. Finally, in 1973, this cat, Duncan Lunan, he was from Scotland. He went back to these signals to see if he could make sense of them. He said by plotting the delay times against the order in which the echoes were received, he could create what appeared to be star charts and diagrams that is a crazy what? leap from, you know, uh, signals here and there to I'm going to make these into star charts. But for your feeble brain, maybe by deciphering them, old Duncan decided that the signals were actually messages transmitted by a probe uh, originally from the star Epsilon Buotis, which has been l lurking this 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 probe near the moon for the past 13,000 years. That's where that 13,000 Epsilon Buotis. That is a that is a fun <laughs> name and it's got dots over one of the O's so you know we're we're getting fancy. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's serious. Yeah. That passes my smell test. You can't make that up if it's got the dots above the O. Yeah, it's it's actually against I think that's like it's a a war war crime if you do. You can't. <laughs> so he he actually he decoded the message and here's the decoded message. Start here. Our home is Epsilon Buotis, which is a double star. We live on the sixth planet of seven. Check that sixth of seven counting outwards from the sun, which is the larger of the two. Our sixth planet has one moon. Our fourth planet has three. Our first and third planets have one. Our probe is in the orbit of your moon. This updates the position 
of Arcturus shown on our maps. So that's what he said, <laughs> those 1920 signals that ham radio operators and people around were getting. That's what it said, he said. Now, keep in mind, Lunin is not a professional astronomer, but instead was a science communicator and a science fiction author. <laughs> On top of that, though, the name Black Knight Satellite or Black Knight is never mentioned by him, nor is he personally linked to the Epsilon Buotis hypothesis that the Black Knight Satellite is from there. People just took these two things and put them together. They, they, they latched onto it and ran with it. But he's the one who said, hey, 13,000 years. And that's what you always hear. That's the number. On all my, my research, everyone says 13,000 years. Well, that's where that comes from. Hmm. Getting out of that, though, we got a first sighting. How long ago was the first, like from the ground we saw it? Somebody well, saw it? so in 1954, the New York Times ran a story stating that this guy named Dr. Lincoln La Paz discovered two satellites orbiting the Earth. Now, you would think big deal, but we had nothing orbiting the Earth as far as we knew, nor did anyone else. And why I say nor did anyone else, Tag, is because the Pentagon took this serious enough to research it because they were worried that the USSR had beaten us to space, which we know that they did in 57. Mm -hmm. But this is three years prior to Sputnik. He said Mm -hmm. that he saw two things in orbit. And people immediately thought, boom, satellites must be there. And they were made by aliens was what the ufology community uh, kind of ran with at that time. Because if they're not ours, they, they had to had have been from elsewhere. Now, ours being human. <laughs> then in 1961, we got this French scientist that um, hopefully a lot of you have heard of, Jacques Vallée. He's huge name in the ufology world. But he said he found a bright, unidentified object in retrograde orbit. Now, that's where the retrograde orbit comes from. Uh, technology mm. we did not have then that we, we just have now. And like you said, to be in retrograde or- orbit, you have to have a powered satellite. You know, you're, you have to be using energy, which if this thing has been there for 13,000 years, holy shit, does it use fuel? What does it use for fuel? How is nothing broken on it that just blows my mind i go into that aspect thinking of it you know like how does nothing break that's pretty impressive (laughs) it is quite impressive i mean i can't even ah shit i had a joke but i lost it (laughs) (laughs) i uh, you know i i i think about that do they they send out the the black knight satellite repair crew every few hundred years to (laughs) make sure everything's in tip-top shape he said so he sees this thing jacques fillet he said he gave the report to his superior, and they immediately confiscated all evidence. He had tapes where he taped it. He said they erased the tapes, the data, everything, and told him, don't fucking talk about it. You saw nothing. That is like the <laughs> classic hush-hush story that you hear. Why? Well, the men in black already. Yeah, right? But instead of the men in black, it was just his, his boss. Now, why was the boss right above him privy to this knowledge? You know what I mean? Or did mm-hmm. they just tell, did he tell someone and they told two friends and they, you know, finally, you know, <laughs> went up the, the, the chain of command until it got high enough and they're like, passed down the word to, to shut him up. Why? Well, everyone says that's because this, this tape that he had could have proven the existence, of course, of the Black Knight satellite. Now, these, the, you know, the first one was back in 54. Someone said they saw it with their telescope. Then you got Jacques Vallée in 61. 
maybe taking video of something in orbit. We do have an up close and personal witness, people say. In 1963, the USS, the USS, the US Mercury <laughs> 7 astronaut Gordon Cooper, uh, they've reported that he said he saw a UFO like the Black Knight satellite in front of his capsule. This is a huge mm. thing coming from someone as trusted as an astronaut. That's, that's a hell of a statement. And not only that, they say that a hundred plus people on Earth say they saw it too on their radar tracking. While he was in flight, because they were tracking his flight, that's the thing that they used to love to do. You could listen in, talking about these ham radios, if you could listen in to the things that the astronauts were saying they were talking back in space, and you could track them on radar. That was a huge thing that people love to do. If an astronaut says it, do you put more, more? Uh, I guess? Yeah, you definitely it? would. I mean, Gordon Cooper's actually been in interviews discussing a lot of stuff that's very interesting. I think he's one of the astronauts that claim that there's also moon bases on the dark side of the moon. And uh, You mean one of the astronauts guy. that just tells the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And, you know, it's so funny. Or it's not funny. You, you see all these people that, that love to bash on astronauts. You, they love to say that, that we didn't go to the moon. You know, and then we have former astronauts punching people. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, don't say it to Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> uh, yeah, but name redacted. Yeah, you know, like just getting mad and throwing punches. If I had done something like that and risked my life to go there and people go, you're a liar and you didn't do it. I I think I might swing too eventually, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, these guys were fucking space cowboys man they were they were putting their life in their hands all the time and they, they were literally strapping themselves to a head of a of a warhead say man you know of a rocket <laughs> and blast right it's like saying that same with these like veterans that come back from iraq after doing a tour in iraq and then going up to them in a bar and go you didn't go to iraq yeah See what their uh, reactions are gonna be yeah you know it's it's i think that the people that do that have to have a the people that are claiming these things, I, there's nothing wrong with a fun conspiracy and conspiracies can be good because they can, uh, you know, conspiracies lead to looking into them. I mean to say leads to the questioning of things like the JFK assassination. And then you have the house on house committee on assassination saying, yeah, it was a conspiracy, but yeah. others hurt people and sometimes people can't get out of their own way and they just see a conspiracy in everything we're going to break mm -hmm. down a lot of these claims uh in the in the last part and tell you if they're true or not there's so many more let's go ahead and head to break and when we come back we're going to talk what proof is there and the stories that we've told you the things that the people said do they fall apart or do they they tread water we're going to talk about that <laughs> next coming up on hysteria 51 <laughs> ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season two of a very merry, iconic podcast. 
We're going to be diving into your favorite holiday movies, recapping them and going on a few tangents. Yes, and it's the end of the world as we know it. So why not close out 2020 with a bunch of episodes of Holiday Recap with us? So we hope Mm -hmm. everyone grabs a cup of eggnog. And a fistful of candy. Cook that bird in Doritos. the Doritos. We don't care what you're into. Just join us. Grab your bed wine. Grab your couch cocoa. We're getting lit on the holiday movies. We'll be doing 10 recap episodes. So subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And find us on social media at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast on Instagram. And we'll have all the updates there. A-Cash, A-Cash, A-Cash recommends. So lots of claims. We've said that a lot of things have happened, but you know what? They they tend to want some proof, Tack. I don't know if you know that or not. People. Who does? Idiots. Just idiots. (laughs) Well, isn't this enough? (laughs) If it's coming from Tack Van Sickle, it should be enough. (laughs) (laughs) I worked at the Space Center, damn it. That should be enough. My opinion is sufficient. <laughs> End episode. We're done. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a hard period. Hard stop right there. <laughs> there, there. So the thing is, and when anyone looks it up, there's a picture of the Black Knight satellite. And that is is what people use as proof. It's a famous picture. It's a picture that I'm going to use for cover photo for this episode. Tag, I'm sure you've seen it. The little black thing it. looking thing floating in space oh yeah it's pretty it's interesting yeah well proof one might say where does that come from that's a lot of <laughs> people true. are like well that's proof it actually comes from nasa sts 88 mission it was launched back on december 4th of 1998 and they landed december 6th of 1998 famous because it was actually the first space shuttle mission to head to the new International Space Station, that that satellite I said that you can actually see sometimes from Earth. And the, the pic, the actual pic that is famous, uh, is one of several pictures that they snapped of this object. And it was on December 11th uh, when it was snapped off the southwest coast of Africa, just floating above the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, like I said, there's a, a series of pics of what appears to be a dark object as it tumbles through orbit. And are you familiar with these pics? Have you seen them? Yes, I have seen them. They are interesting looking. It doesn't mm-hmm, look like what sure. you would think a satellite would look like. You know what I mean? Right. And it looks kind of like spaceshipy, but they also look, every picture, it kind of looks like it changes shape. Exactly. That's a big thing. So it's, um, it's a series of photos that they have. And if you look into these pics, you'll find that the object is flat and it seems to be metallic. Almost like a solar blanket got lost in orbit or a piece of mylar or something like that. And it's funny because... Why would you think that? Well, NASA just called these photos when you look them up, space debris. The reptilian overlords just told them to say that. That, yeah. They probably did. (laughs) Call it space debris. (laughs) Of course, but let's get... (laughs) Stuff gets lost in space during space. I talked about that earlier. You drop stuff, you put things on the outside of the ship, and it falls off like insulation blankets on this mission. Literally, an insulation blanket came loose and drifted off, and it would look just like this object in space. They actually have video of 
the I was going to say I wouldn't blanket. believe it unless there's a video to show that. There it literally is a video where, from the outside that shows the blanket coming loose. <laughs> and it's a piece well. of mylar and it reflects. And when it reflects and stuff like that, it, it looks dark. And it looks exactly like the the Black Knight satellite photo. And not only do we have this, there are also people that have taken the dimensions and put it together and worked out to not only is NASA saying that's just this blanket that came loose here's a bunch of photos that you can see it and it doesn't look the same each one it looks completely different because it's it's kind of wrinkled up they measured the the wrinkles and everything and said yep it's mylar that's all it is <laughs> at least for those photos but those are the photos that people have have grabbed onto and like to say it's the black knight satellite but that's pretty <laughs> normal right for people to just go yeah that's it that's it we're going to use it even if you can debunk it you know a photo <laughs> right. Who's gonna let Who's gonna let a pesky evidence get in the way of a good story? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I got you that you got video and it looks just like the pictures, but yeah, yeah, yeah I'm calling bullets. But <laughs> this is just a photo, and we have all this other evidence I've talked about. Uh, maybe <laughs> the picture's not real, but maybe the satellite is. Well, let's go back a little bit and talk about some of the things that I talked about because. The thing that I found researching this, and I dare I say you probably did too, is when you go to a lot of the sites that you look up into the Black Knight satellite, the funny thing is people tell you what it is, never what it isn't. And the what it is is what they're saying, like, oh, it's been there for 13,000 years, and it's <laughs> this and that and the other. But they don't tell you that, oh, some of these claims we're making, all of them, uh, have been disputed. now. Maybe not the claims, uh, you know, every claim, but we're going to go through a lot of these until you break them down a little bit. So remember Duncan Lunan, who decoded that message and plotted the course of the probe? That was a fun one. Right. <laughs> he later retracted his conclusion, saying that he had made outright errors and that his methods had been unscientific. That's a bold <laughs> statement. Let's, let's, I applaud him for saying, you know what, I messed up. <laughs> and it wasn't even scientific in any way. No. And, well, and here's the other thing. So he's actually said that it was in, it was in uh, orbit around our moon. And Duncan's hypothetical space probe, the one he was talking about, he actually said was a quarter of a million miles from Earth at the Lagrangian point. Now, the Lagrangian point is the point between Earth and the moon where both of our gravity makes like a pinpoint thing there so you can place oh, okay. something there and it goes nowhere it will never move huh. because the, the moon is in you know we're, we're locked with the moon we're locked with the earth it'll just stay in that rotating space forever and it doesn't need theoretically any propulsion or anything like that so they've actually talked about any scientists have talked about that would be a good place to have a base if we needed to go between the moon and the earth, you could, you could lock it there and that could be like a supply depot or something like that. Because once you get it there, it's easy to maintain. Kind of a cool thing. Well, I never, yeah, I never thought about a Lagrangian point. I never heard that before, but that is, that's interesting. That's yeah. like all science fact, right? Yeah. So that's a fact. Like that's, that's an actual place. That, that's an actual spot. That's, that's, and so he said when he had, had done it that that is where it was supposed to be, not in a retrograde, orbit around the earth now that retrograde orbit on the earth didn't come from him but he 
himself, he withdrew the whole translation in 1976. And it's funny. So I was on one of the pages, which if you go to our notes, you'll, you'll find all of our places that we use for research. He chimed in and was like, yeah, I made mistakes. He was actually in the, um, he was in the comments saying, Hey, this is me. I, I'm <laughs> here's my actual work. Here's what I said. I was wrong. I'm sorry. That's a hell of a thing. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, for sure. Then we got, uh, Dr. Lincoln La Paz. He, he saw it. He said, well, the army said <laughs> they could find zero evidence that anything was up there. And that's important Doug, because like we said, if something was up there, we're going to find it because it's got to be someone else's and we don't want them spying on us. They, they thought it was the Russians had beat us, which they did, but it was three years later. Hmm, this was from the army though. So the army How reliable is the army. I mean, it's not the Navy or the air force, you know, I'm just <laughs> the army. Ah, forget it. Then piss on the army. <laughs> La Paz though. He went back and said he made it up. He made the whole thing up. <laughs> of course he did. He was told to say that. Again, you can make that accusation. Oh, the the reptilian overlords, you know, told him, yeah, you saw nothing. Um, but it is funny. He got some publicity out of it. You know, why would you make something like that up? What what? Not that he was trying to say Black Knight satellite. That wasn't even a thing. He was just saying he saw satellites. Why? Why would he do that? Why would you make it up? To get chicks? <laughs> he was a big. He's a big poon hound. <laughs> old, old Lincoln. And there's nothing that chicks love more than you to talk about aliens and UFOs, yeah. man. You know, they called him La Paz because that's what he wanted to do, get his La Paz on him. Mm. <laughs> Stop it. Lord. So then, though, fuck all that shit. It doesn't matter because astronaut Cooper sought in space. He told everyone. There it is. There it is. Guess what? Oh, he actually was interviewed what? on Skeptoid, and he said he never said any of that. He never saw anything. It was all made up by UFO fanatics back then, <sighs> and it's a big fat lie. <laughs> uh, well, Skeptoid sticking it to him again. That's a fun side. <laughs> you know, I go to Skeptoid on just about every ob every object <laughs> object is every every thing that we research and try to find what they say because it's a good way to look at the other side of it you know and and sometimes i will say they can be as bad as the fanatics at debunking something yeah yeah they they're trying to debunk something so much that they'll go a little too far sometimes but it's good to see both sides i i i really enjoy that you you're probably not going to have to go to skeptoid though for brady bunch facts i don't think they got a lot on that <laughs> I don't know. There's that one with the whole Greg Brady dated Carol Brady offset. So I don't know. I'm going to have to go check it out. of an incest Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. You got to think those kids were banging like fucking rabbits as they were growing up together. I don't know. Maybe I'm dirty minded, but I think they were probably were. All right. The good thing is, though, no matter how long it was in orbit. 13,000 years or what, no matter how many people thought or were worried about it, you don't have to worry about it anymore. April no. 2017, footage was leaked to tabloids, which, as we all know, they're the only true journalists left on this planet, the tabloids. <laughs> uh, that showed, and this is literally what it claimed, 
an Illuminati fired rocket blowing up the Black Knight satellite, and there is video uh. of what looks like a rocket and then something falling from the sky. Now, my big question for you, hopefully you can get this right. I said the Illuminati mm-hmm. blew it up. Who controls the Illuminati? Elon Musk. A reptilian. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> Robot. <laughs> Was so, he just waiting for it? Was that like the today's secret word? Yeah, kind of yeah. thing? <laughs> I tell you, man, literally there is a video of something getting blown up and people are just like, yep, that was the Black Knight satellite. And they leaked it as such. Huh. <sighs> I, the, the thing with wow. this is the story goes on and on and on. They talk about how the Aztecs saw it and worshipped it. Philip K. Dick uh, getting communications from Epsilon Buotis. Philip K. Dick's another name among names in the UFOlogy world. Uh, Navy ships and planes detecting it and and picking it up on radar. I mean, unfortunately, we just had to pick a spot and say, there it is. (laughs) What do you think? Tech, what's your over-under? What's your thoughts? Could, Could something like this exist? And if it did... What would it have been here for if it was real? What do you think would they would put it here for? Well, originally when we were going to be doing this episode, I started doing some research on Black Knight and I ended up watching two hours of Martin Lawrence and I was like, what is okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized uh, it wasn't a 2001 movie. This is actual conspiracy theory. (laughs) Then I found that. And uh, my overall consensus is, is that it was an, uh, STS mission with their blanket that just got loose during a spacewalk. If there had been a probe here for 13,000 years, why? What What would what would some outside whatever, why would they put it there, do you think? Uh, just to keep an eye on Like, oh, here's a civilization, but 13,000 years ago. I think uh, that's an ice age, I think. About 13,000, 10, yeah. Right? Yeah, so we had, you know, uh, Sid and... Uh, Whatever that <laughs> freaking, I was trying to think of the movie Ice Age, but I can't think of any of their names. So my joke is lost. Denisovians and Neanderthals uh, would have been gone. They would have died. Denisovians yeah. were last year about 50,000 years ago. Uh, Neanderthals about 100,000 years ago. So we would yeah. have we'd have just been us. I saw something interesting on, what was it? I think I was watching Joe Rogan or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who he had on there as, as a guest, but- they were like, hey, have you checked out that video of there's like is in these apes, like wild apes in that are starting to use tools now because they see, you know, humans using tools. And they're saying that basically apes have entered into like the Stone Age. No shit. And so like they're yeah. they're evolving somewhat. They're evolving somehow. Wow. So Planet of the Apes the, you know, the- documentary. They say 14,800 years ago, the humid uh, humid period begins in North America. We had the glacial period was ten to 13,000 years ago. That was the last huge glacial period. We were still hunter-gatherers. 12,000 years ago, the domestication of the goat happened. So, yeah, oh, we, were, yeah. we were living in caves and running around. Not far off of those 
<laughs> those i mean we were a little bit better than the the stone age uh uh, uh, primates. <laughs> That's a scary thing, though. I don't know if it's scary. Yeah, but well, yeah, I saw a video yesterday. I was scrolling through the internet. You know, I love YouTube, and uh, I saw a video of like a chimpanzee checking out. Like he was on a cell phone, like looking at pictures, like on Instagram and stuff. Like he was like using it properly, <laughs> clicking on pictures, clicking back, scrolling down, clicking on another picture, and he was watching videos of like other chimpanzees and stuff like that. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. <laughs> What you're getting at, we're doomed. We are fucking doomed. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good run. We had a good run. It's going to be a chimpanzee apocalypse, I'm telling you. I mean, I tell you, if, zombie if, apocalypse. if this thing was real and it's in orbit for 13,000 years, I mean, it would have to have been a couple things. It brings up so many, so many fun ways of thinking, like... Would they have known where... Was it just there to see where we were going to go? Uh, was it someone who seeded us? Was it something that's just checking on the earth to see when we reach a certain period so they can come conquer us? What is what is its purpose? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we, we would have to know what the purpose of the probe is, number one, before we could really say one way or yeah. another what it's for. And that's a hard thing. Hard pill to swallow sometimes when you don't know if it was true. But the problem is we have so much grasping at straws people are, are taking bits and pieces well tesla said this and lapas said this and duncan said this and we have this photo and they're just putting things together that don't really fit in my book and i put i i put zero weight behind the black knight satellite but yeah. knowing that it is a black knight satellite uh in april 2017 if the illuminati did shoot a rocket at it it was probably just a flesh wound <laughs> just but a flesh wound that's right <laughs> so that's my thoughts on it and that's my horrible horrible analogy to to end this episode <laughs> but what really matters what really matters is what our fair listeners think if you guys want to mm-hmm. let us know please let us know what you think go on to Stereo nation just go to facebook Search Hysteria Nation. You can also find us at Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. You can find this episode and all our other episodes. Tweet to us at Hysteria51Pod. Patreon, Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. This episode, lots of extra episodes, radio traumas every week. You can get T-shirts and pins and stickers and posters and all sorts of fun stuff on there. Speaking of fun, if you want to hear yourself on the show. 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. That is our voicemail line. And as soon as John is back, we're going to be getting into those heavily. If you forget any of this stuff for our show, just go to Hysteria51.com, Hysteria51.com. But the show of the hour, the one we really want to talk about, is an upcoming show from you, Mr. Tech fan sickle <laughs> tell them about it again and where they can find it i've been enjoying your your posts on facebook too so on your new page oh, so tell us all about it all right so the show is called a very brady podcast and it's in celebration of the brady bunch uh come in here here breakdown of episode by episode with me and a guest and brent's going to be on an episode coming up which we stuff to schedule um and you can also check out the you know, the Facebook group is called a very Brady Facebook group. <laughs> and, uh, I also have like, you know, merch too, t-shirts, stuff like that too. And, and the show can be found anywhere like iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever, anywhere that 
Hysteria 51 can be found. This one can be found as well. And I'm just starting off. I'm just about to release episode two here probably tomorrow, maybe. Very nice. So what is you do you have a favorite episode? And are you going well, first off, are you going in order? Are yeah. you starting at the beginning? Yes. Nice. Yeah, but here's the here's the the problem. Okay, so I mentioned this in the first episode. Like I'm gonna stream it, right? So it's available on Hulu, it's available on Amazon Prime, it's also available on uh CBS All Access, mm-hmm. right? But none of them have every single episode. And then I so I looked in, I was like, why the hell not? So mm-hmm. I looked into it, Googled it, and and they're saying that uh some some streaming platforms can't carry it because of like some sort of music, you know, liability that they didn't have. Oh, which wow. doesn't make sense because yeah, because the first episode of the pilot, um Hulu had, but CBS All Access didn't, which it's a CBS show, which that didn't make sense to me. So luckily I found a dailymotion.com I think carries a few episodes that none of those have so I can still kind of keep up. I didn't want to have to skip any episodes. Yeah, and did you so ever watch funny how that stuff sorry I didn't mean to cut you off y'all like little no. things like that are still like likeness rights and mu- music rights and stuff like that can kill things like that. Yeah. Yeah, did you ever watch um The Wonder Years since it's been on Netflix or Hulu? Oh, they stripped a bunch of music, right? Or changed it? Yeah, the the main theme song, it's not like uh, Joe Cocker's version of, which is the, the only version that I'm, as far as I'm concerned, it's like some like <laughs> some some karaoke version of some other dude singing it. I, I, it's I saw terrible. Where they, they had to take out other music and, and change it also. Yeah, uh, yeah. How do you? Lo- I would think, God forbid, I uh, you know, God forbid, I make a statement. <laughs> about this but i would think once you've bought those rights you should just be able to use it jeez man <clears throat> yeah you know I, i'm i'm going to use this so here we go but at <laughs> yeah. least you at least you found work around or you've you've you you found ways Hopefully. to to get to, to get it all but man frustrating but it's awesome. I'm actually yeah. excited. And it's funny that the Brady Bunch is one of those shows that is it, it's like eternal. Everyone knows it, everyone's seen it. Yeah. Or uh has opinions and you can still go back and watch it because they're entertaining and the cheese factor is good. You know how cheesy they are. Oh, it's ramped up to 11. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Loving and it. that was what I liked about the movies that they made is they yeah. uh, they latched onto that and made fun of that. How cheesy it was. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. So, yeah, everyone, make sure you check it out. I'll be on there soon. It's going to be fun. We're going to be talking about all sorts of Brady and um, how hot Alice is because that was a choice piece <laughs> of side beef right there. <laughs> that's my new podcast. How hot was Alice? <laughs> it'll, it'll be a companion piece for your new show. <laughs> <laughs> all right so thank you so much for being on i had blast talking about the black oh, satellite that you brought up it was your idea and it was fun <laughs> and uh i, I don't know i think uh i, I poo pooed on it a little bit i don't believe in it but that's okay <laughs> it's I, all right. I pulled the john on this one john's usually the, the poo pooer so i had to fill in for him <laughs> <laughs> it's all good all right so with that said i've been brent and i've been tack he's been conspiracy bot stay woke meet sex it was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. 
John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.